Joining us now, James Corbett from the Corbett Report. James was one of the people. James, you're one of the. You're a Russian propaganda site, according <laughs> to this prop or not group, correct? That is correct. I was the, there at uh, the the opening of the launch of the page. Uh, they they had me identified as one of the very top uh, major uh, sources of Russian disinformation. Apparently, now that and that was even before you appeared on our show. Now, why was <laughs> why was that? Why did they say that you were a Russian disinfo campaign? Well, unfortunately, they haven't given me the honor of uh, giving an in-depth uh, article about uh, how they manually identified my website, like they did with uh, hangthebankers.com or zerohedge.com. But they did uh, list an example of my Russian propaganda-type uh, information, which uh, is actually just uh, me talking uh, about NATO, basically, and how NATO has been a destabilizing force in uh, certainly in Eastern Europe and in Eastern Europe's security situation. So not surprising. Now, that James, did you call the proper knot and have a talk with the people over? Who's the guy who runs? What's his name again? <laughs> that's the big question, isn't it? And it seems. Oh, that's right. That's right. They're cowards. I forgive me. But George, <laughs> Eliasson, George Eliasson had an interesting article yes. where he alleges that he knows that he that he was able to go and I don't know if you're familiar with it uh, that he went into. To the metadata um, at the website, and that the up the, the all the pages were uploaded from the Interpreter Mag, which is a um, which is a, a project of the Atlantic Council, which is which is NATO and uh, funded, and which is a, a certainly uh, a military industrial complex uh, funded. Um, did you did you did you look up that article? I did, and it's a very interesting article with a lot of interesting clues. Uh, I will say that I can't vouch for the veracity of that information. Um, I haven't repeated his uh, whatever he was doing with regards to scanning the the website, and he didn't really uh, detail his methodology in that article, so I can't vouch. See, for I'm the with you there, J James. When we had him on the show, we had a bad connection, but I, that's exactly the question that I was starting to ask him. And he had a bad connection. But that being said, I agree with you. There's a lot of very interesting stuff. And whoever's be here's who's here's the facts. Whoever's behind it, nobody's admitted to being behind it. So it's still an anonymous yes. site. And they're clearly aligned with a set of groups, including Interpreter Magazine, who they link to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and here's what I can say, uh, James. Uh, once again, we're talking to James Corbett from the Corbett Report, um, and that is. When um, I looked at the other information re re regarding to his, his allegations, he said, "Okay, the interpreter. It, it appears to him that the interpreter, uh, uh, the interpreter mag, is is involved." And the guy who runs the Interpreter Mag, Michael Weiss, is uh, the uh, senior editor over at the Daily Beast. Well, when I started looking, and then he talked about uh, the Chalupas and their stop fake. Uh, when I looked, when you go to start looking into it, and you see proper not linking to the Daily Beast linking to stop fake. When you look at what proper not does, an investi uh, uh, you know, kind of a cursory investigation shows clearly they're linking to these pages. It shows some, uh, if not an alliance, I put it like this, it's certain, it certainly supports his argument, if you, know what I, if you know what I mean saying. I absolutely do. And just to add even more um, to this uh, speculation that's going on, there's an interesting article up on RussiaExplainer.com Who's behind proper not? I have a theory with forensic linguistics, and it uh, basically details a number of circumstantial pieces of evidence that Michael Weiss is indeed the main person behind proper not, and uh, it just adds more fuel. Well, to that and fire. one of them is the, is the use of the word "cute," right? Yes, he uses. Uh, so the, when you say linguistic analysis, they looked at the tweets behind proper not and Michael Weiss, 
And there's example after example of tweets saying, that's cute, or something like that. But basically, yeah, they showed, there were so many of the guys that I got started, tired, tired, tired of cutting and pasting, but you show the proper not tweet, and then you show Michael White's tweet, and he uses the word cute derisively, and it's always aimed at someone who he's arguing with, or he's in a debate with, and they'll say, well, blah, 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 and say, oh, yeah, that's cute, Well, you remember, you remember Stephen King, Stephen King, the horror author, he did a number of books under the pseudonym uh, Richard Bachman, right. and people figured it out, and he wrote about that. It, it, the Running Man, the Schwarzenegger film, right. is based on a Bachman book that King wrote. And basically they figured it out because King still writes like Stephen King, kind of. You know what I mean? There's certain things that I say, certain things that Lee said. There's certain yeah. things that people say that are like, that's what that person says. And it's like, and, and, and so, but yeah, but, but so go on. What, what, what are your thoughts on this whole proper not thing and, and what's going on with the everyone being accused of, of a Russian bot <laughs> um, who, who does, goes against the goes against the the, the, the uh, approved premise of the mainstream. Right. Well, I, I think we have a mountain of circumstantial evidence that uh, Michael Weiss and the Interpreter Mag are in some way related to this. But um, regardless of of that, uh, whether that's a fact or not, and just for the record, it is uh, has been denied on Twitter, saying that's not even close to the truth. But uh, pro- whoever is running the proper not Twitter has officially denied it. But uh, that we will take that with a grain of salt. But I thought one of the most interesting parts of Eliason's article was near the end where he mentioned inform and influence operations, um, which presumably proper not would be part of, which are not to actually provide an actual perspective or opinion or lay out a policy for people, but are designed to make audiences think and act in a manner favorable to mission objectives. It's about perception management techniques and it's about targeting people's psyche. And I think that's the sort of the second layer of this this story, because obviously, proper not it just on its face is a, a type of McCarthyite censorship uh, in waiting that uh, is obviously trying to be pushed down the public's throat. But the more insidious part of this is the fact that their website offers tools, Chrome browser extensions that you can download that will identify websites online that uh, that may be Russian influenced or Russian propaganda. And that will start to affect people's everyday activities, the way they browse the web, the way they look at information. And that's more insidious in the end, because people will start censoring themselves without even knowing it. Right. And if you, and now here's the thing. If you go to the Proper Not website and you look they, on their own website, they have something that says related projects, right? They've got Interpreter Mag. <laughs> they've got... Stop fake, which is the Chalupas from Interpreter Mag. They've got the um, Atlantic Council's Digital Forensics Research Lab. I mean, it goes on and on. When you go down there, uh, uh, they've got the poly- uh, it's uh, called was the Polygraph Fact Check, which is again also uh, related to the to the to Interpreter Mag Atlantic Council. When you look at their related projects, their related projects are basically a, 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 a litany of Atlantic Council projects and, and Interpreter Mag. But see that, but like I say, the really insidious thing about this is that I guarantee you, there are people who you got to understand the way influence works. And I read a good quote about the Velvet Underground, the band, and they said the Velvet Underground did not sell a lot of records, but everybody who bought a Velvet Underground record started a band. In other words, they were hugely influential at REM. I could name a zillion bands who bought the Velvet Underground's album and then started a band. So they're one of the most influential bands in history, 
even though they themselves didn't sell a lot of records. The way Proper Not and all these sites work is, do you know who goes to this site, Garland? Do you know, and, and, and James, do you know journalist? Right. That's who goes to this site. It is exactly what Media Matters does. This is the Media Matters strategy, was let's set out an information resource. We're just going to give you tools and projects and information. When journalists want to write about this stuff, they go to this site. So I'm not saying proper not is the Velvet Underground of disinformation, because that would be an insult to the Velvet Underground. <laughs> but that's what's going on here. Do you, you agree with me on this, James? Uh, completely, yes. I think that's exactly the way to look at this. And uh, we should also note that the the Proper Not website would not have come to anyone's attention if it wasn't for the Washington Post doing a big write-up uh, about it towards the end of 2016, shortly after it came online, basically bringing it to the world's attention. And after a number of outlets, including Rolling Stone and The New Yorker and others, uh, really heavily criticized the Washington Post for citing this website by these anonymous whoever um, and, and legitimizing it. Uh, they put up an editor's note saying, well, we don't, we don't actually take any responsibility for this. We're not verifying their work. We're just pointing to it or something along those lines. Um, so it was, it was a media operation from the beginning to implant this in uh, the public's mind. And I think you're right. It's ultimately the media that will be using this this information from Proper Not as as kind of their tool for filtering information out to other people. And that's that's where it will reach the general public. They'll, the general public won't be generally going to this website. They'll be just getting this information from, from the trusted mainstream media sources. Um, which creates well, the, the other thing is, if you look at the guy who, the, the very young guy, Craig Timberg, the guy that put this this sketchy article out, right? By very young, you mean 12? Looks 12 to me, but I suspect okay. he's older. If you go look, he's supposedly the technology reporter for the Post. But if you go down his articles, there, Russians got tens of thousands of Americans to RSVP for their phony political events on Facebook. Top Democrats warn of ongoing attack by the Russian government. Congressional Democrats call on Facebook Twitter to urgently investigate and combat Russian bots. In the crowd of Trump's inauguration, members of Russian's elite anticipate. You look at his articles, and every single one of them is over and over the same thing. They're just basically, basically they're proper not type articles. Yes, and there are uh, there are a number. I, I I see that in a number of technology reporters for different outlets now. And for example, at the Guardian, you have Olivia Solon, who is based in San Francisco and writes supposedly technology uh, articles for the Guardian. Recently, writing a smear about uh, anyone who questions the white helmets and what they're doing in Syria are Russian propaganda. Mm. Um, again, it seems the technology writers are being employed more and more to write about this this Russian propaganda uh, phenomenon, which. Uh, obviously uh, coincides with the whole hacking uh, meme that's uh, that's left over from the 2016 election. So I think there's there's some interesting uh, connections there, and perhaps some money sloshing around the uh, the media establishment for this type of reporting. Well, if you look, it, at, if you it, look it, at, one quick thing, if you look at Craig Timberg's biography, the last sentence says he contributed to the Post Pulitzer Prize winning coverage of the NSA. Well, here's one of the other things interesting, James. You mentioned James. We're talking to James Corbett from the Corbett Report. You said that you got uh, tagged on this because of stuff you'd written about NATO, correct? That's that's the example they give, yes. Okay, the reason they gave that example, I believe, is that the Atlantic Council, which is a pro-NATO think tank located right down the block here, is a common thread that runs through this. Irina Chalupa, who runs Stop Fake, 
She's a NATO, uh, she's a Atlantic Council fellow. Dmitry Alperovich, who's the guy from CrowdStrike, who's the only people to examine the DNC servers, is an Atlantic Council fellow. So clearly criticizing NATO, this is one of the things that they're trying to shut down. Agreed? Oh, absolutely. 100%. So why, so why is that? Since we only got a, a minute or so left, why, why is that? What, what is NATO worried about? Well, this is, I mean, I, this, this is the most blatant and obvious form of uh, self-preservation, I suppose, that can be found, assuming this does tie back to the Atlantic Council, which, as you, part is, as you say, is part of the Atlantic Treaty Association, which is uh, an umbrella organization which acts as a network facilitator in the Euro-Atlantic and beyond. Uh, they are, of course, shilling for NATO and for NATO's interests. And so, as just a uh, kind of media rearguard action against all of the, the, the work of independent journalists exposing what is really happening in Europe and elsewhere with uh, regard to NATO, they are, I, I think, just launching this attack and doing it on, in, a, in a covert way, because if they came out, the Atlantic Council saying this, I don't think anyone would even pay attention at all. Yeah, no, I agree. But what they're doing is they've adopted, and, and we, we know that Soros was a, uh, a funder of NATO. They've adopted the Soros technique, which is essentially, it's a real easy technique. It's the CIA technique. Soros adopted the CIA technique. Here's the technique. Ready? Write a lot of checks. Spread the money around. Get a lot of different organizations. There you go. That's the technique. And if you're able to do that, and again, literally, it's pretty obvious that Soros picked that up from the well, you know, CIA. Funny, Paul Craig Roberts, who is like at the top of the list for proper knots, um, you know, uh, a Russian bot uh, uh, claims, refers to Tim Berg as a CIA agent. He, Paul Craig Rogers called him a CIA agent. Well, I mean, sorry, and I don't anger, know if it's I'm accurate, sure. but, but there you go. James Corbett, Corbett Report. Thanks so much for joining us, CorbettReport.com. Thank you for having Always me. Always great to have James on with us. We've got a lot more disruptive radio coming up. You're listening to Fault Lines with Nixon and Stranahan.